for Lewis Hamilton and his personal milestone. He is going to become the first ever driver to reach 100 victories in Formula One. Uh, Brazil and their amazing world champions have only ever produced 106 victories between them. Hamilton is going to get 100. He came into this race as a gladiator. He finds the chequered flag as a centurion. Lewis Hamilton, it's 100 race victories. He wins the Russian Grand Prix and he retakes the championship lead. Get in there, Lewis. That's it, mate. That's the 100. Yeah, well reacted at the end there, Lewis. Beautiful drive, mate. Call it the century mark, the 100. It's finally here. Congratulations to Sir Lewis Carl Davidson Hamilton. I thought you were going to be more hyped than that. Woo! <laughs> I'm telling you, I got up. I was fist pumping. Lewis gets his 100, bro. I'll let you go on for a couple minutes, bro. Because like, I know you want to get it's it It's just the first person in the sport to achieve the 100 mark. It's iconic. This, it's just a fact, like, the word century. Let it just, like, century. As that just kind of settles in, it's remarkable. I don't believe anyone will ever get to that mark. So regardless what happens after this, Lewis is fucking goaded. Triple digits. Triple dig. I don't think anybody will get there, at least for another 100 years. So we probably won't be alive in our lifetime to see it. But I think, I think records are mean to, meant to be broken. So I think it'll happen eventually, just not for, like, another 100 years or so. Yeah, it, I mean, 100 and 100, that's cool, but... So, where are we starting today? Because there's Lando's there's big fuck-up, Lewis almost fucked up, Lewis's shitty start, Max came back for second. It's I mean, been, um, where do you want to start? It's been a whirlwind of emotions. This season has been such a roller coaster because you go back to uh, the Temple of Speed and how Lewis started the sprint race and or the pole... Uh, getting pulled for the sprint race and everything was going his way. Then this weekend, everything went wrong because he made so many mistakes. And then even at the start of the race, the way that he had to back out because he couldn't make, if he was to crash, he was done. So for me, I guess we start with the fact that this race today had so many different like segments. So let, let me actually ask you this question before we start there. Is this the best F1 season of the turbo hybrid era? Well, it depends. Like, what are we look? I think from I thought a, entertainment. I just value. think from an in, yeah. Well, the sport has progressively made entertainment or has put entertainment at the forefront of their growth. Right, twenty nineteen so was a really fun. There's year so much coverage. There's so many storylines. Yeah, it's it's incredibly fun to watch. Because twenty nineteen was a really good year because Sebastian Vettel and Lewis and Lewis kind of took out took over at the end of the half of, well, sorry, the end of the second half of the summer break. But I mean, it's been an action packed year. Last year was so boring because Lewis just absolutely dominated. So it, it's, it was, yeah. And it was a, it was like right through the middle of COVID, right? It was different. Yeah, for sure. Shout out to the Sochi fans. They were out. It was packed. It looked amazing. It was such a crazy race. Sochi's like, such a beautiful track too. I know. And there's only one more year left there. Really? Yeah. That's sad. I love the mountains around it, what you can see. It's on the ocean, the mountains. But, yeah, this is uh, next year's the last race there. So you want to start at the different parts of the race. So I guess we'll just start from the beginning. What, what, 
I don't actually get mad at Lewis for his start because he tried to move and it got he he it got pushed out. He, honestly, Lewis's start, he took a line that looked like it was going to pay off and it ended up not. If, and if he signs had didn't out. pass Lando, he would have probably, probably took jump, oh, yeah, jumped to the first place. So it was. Um, I mean, of course, mistake. watching him from there, he had to kind of fight his way back. But this was such an incredible race from a strategy standpoint. People who pitted early made made the mistake because the tires went so much longer. I think that every team that pitted early was stupid because I'm pretty sure they said early that rain was supposed to come towards the end of the race. So why wouldn't you prepare for a third pit, a second pit stop? I find it just weird how on some tracks tires are done in ten laps, and then in this track they go twenty five on the mediums. Well, that's because of the heat level, right? It was only like. What what was the temperature and so track temperature? I think it was nineteen or something. Yeah, that's compared to like fifty degrees. Which, but like you have to. I mean, it, I don't even think it's strategy. Like, obviously that's part of it, but it's just. I mean, I I came on here and I asked if Lewis is washed because, and I don't mean like he's not good anymore, but he makes a lot of mistakes, and you know that's not typical of Lewis. But man, the way he manages tires, is just like. That's the experience factor, right? Like, he's just, he's that good. Like, his tires, la- how long did he last? Like, 27, 28? Yeah, all on the mediums. And his mediums were still in pretty good shape. Man, you can just see when Mercedes has clear air, it, it's in a class of its own. I mean, probably only with Red Bull, but as soon as, um, who pitted? It was, was it Ricardo and Sainz? Yeah. And then Lewis had that clear air. He made up some time on made Ricardo. Made up some time. He put some time between him and Max. It was just, it was, it was a fun race to watch. It was. And once the, once we had the pit and um, Lewis was just gaining, I think he made up, what was it? 10 plus seconds. Uh, got right within a second from Lando. And that's when everything changed in the last four laps. So before we even jump into that, does Lewis pass Lando if there's no rain? Um, if there's no rain, he was just getting into DRS, so I think he would have passed. With what, like three laps left? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that would have been a fun battle. We're, we were kind of robbed of a Lando-Lewis battle, but it is what I it thought is. because right before the rain, Lewis was clocking in just under a second, and I was, I was actually worried for the rain because I was like, shit, well, if the rain comes in, then Lewis loses his chances. But here is the perfect example of two teams and Toto and Team Mercedes just overruled Lewis. Yeah, you know, I mean, we'll talk about Lando a little bit later, but Lewis almost made the same mistake, and then Max would have got pole. Max would have literally got first place if, sorry, not pole, but he would have been number one. He would have had another Grand Prix victory if Lewis didn't listen to his team. And that is why this sport is just, there's so much, because the teams could have also completely misjudged it. Lewis felt fine out there, and there's been times where, the teams have got it completely wrong. And the forecast, you're just relying on, like, satellite. And it's like, okay, the rain's coming, but a slight change in the wind, and it doesn't. So you can see, I think today, that was a gamble. But even, even you don't take that gamble because what, what do mediums, like, have a pace advantage on inters? when Like, Max Verstappen's mediums are worn out, so were signs. Everybody was worn out. So what do you have, a four-second pace? Lewis and Landoworth had three laps left with like a 38 second gap. So you take like, yeah, it, for, for Mercedes, it's a no brainer because all you need is your second place. That's all you needed. You, yeah. All you need is your second place and you take your second place and you roll with it. But like Lando, obviously it's hard when you're in first. It's no different than Hungary, right? When Hungary, when Lewis was the only one that was on lights out, it's the same thing. It's 
It's a hard decision to make, but you know, Lando saw saw the bag of money in front of his eyes and he that's got it. greedy. He got greedy. He got burned he got burned by the fire. He got burned by the fire, and that's just a young, cocky mistake because you're just you think you know better. And Lewis almost fell into that trap. And if it wasn't for his team, Lewis is in the same situation. What I found so just you you always read and hear about it, but the tires literally stopped working. It's like, how can a tire stop working? They couldn't even turn the steering wheel. Yeah, because they had no grip. It's just Isn't that hydroplaning. Um, You're watching Lando and he can't even turn the car. And when Lewis came out of the pit, I think it was, what, 20 seconds? And all of a sudden, it was just shaving off at, like, crazy. Yeah, five seconds at a time. You Nuts. Just see it. But, like, yeah, I, I wouldn't say Lando's cocky, but I would say it's, like, that young, that young ignorance where it's, like, he just, he was so eager to win. Um, I mean, he did come out and say, like, you have to risk it and you have to push the limits to become the best driver. And then I, I just picture that the whole time. Like, he's not going to pay. Like, he really wants well, his win. Before we got on, I was listening to him in the post-race and he was visibly upset. You could see tears. And he's like, I made a decision today and that decision cost me my first win. Like, he was so gutted. And it's like, I don't even feel bad for him because that's, he has to live with his decision. I mean, I wouldn't say I feel bad for him, but, you know, he's, he's going to be a world champion. And day. Exactly. Lando's future is so bright. And you, I think, have, have talked about it kind of in lieu of all this happening. McLaren has had such a strong second half. Hey, my boy Danny finished fifth, bro. You, you're hating on Danny. Oh, fourth. Yeah, fourth. you're hating on Danny, bro. I told you. Uh, Danny, <laughs> Danny is performing. And I said he was completely washed. And if he continues this form, well, that's amazing because he's he's definitely proving people like myself wrong. Do we want to talk about Norris's driver of the day now or later? I don't think Norris should have got driver. Of the I day. don't think so either. Like when you make a mistake that I'm like, big, that's just that's just sympathy. He's, so who's your driver of the day? My driver of the day, um, probably signs, man. I'll give it to Verstappen. Yeah, fuck, 20 to 2. It's like 20 to 2. I fucking hate Verstappen. That, I put that on wax, but, like, I got to give the guy his respect. Like, he made his he made a bad push when he got the new medium tires. He stayed at 7th. He managed his tires, and he waited for his chance. Like, I mean, he's not a world champion. He's not a world champion yet, but that's what world champion drivers do. They they take every point they get. and They you know, said it perfectly. You never could have forecasted a scenario where the two drivers fighting for the championship walked away from this race, both extremely happy with the result. I mean, I don't think Luce was extremely happy with the result. He's extremely happy with 100. Yeah, 100, but he's happy that he has a two-point lead now in the championship. I agree. But and he, I mean, Lewis needed to win, and he, he won. And Max, you didn't think he would finish second, and he finished second. So from a points standpoint, Red Bull actually ended up winning this weekend because... They didn't lose no, that much. No, Max ended up winning. Red Bull yeah. was down 15 points. Yes. It was 35 to 20. In the in the constructors. Yeah. But in the drivers, yeah, Max. Max Max took a big W today. I mean, here's the thing. So we're going to talk about Bottas next, and I'm going to put Bottas on blast because he just oh, looks like a he fucking... He was bad today. Yo, shout out to Dale, your brother. He thinks Bottas is better than George Russell, but and he tried to bring up the numbers about oh. 3 to 10 or... Uh, 17th to 5 and it's like Bottas would have finished 14th if it wasn't for the rain but anyways we'll, we'll save that for after um, so when, when you talk about the championship and you talk about how everything's moving 
I don't think that I'm worried about when Lewis takes this penalty because he's shown he can move through a crowd really easily. Yeah, and I th- yeah, regardless, we saw it with Max. We even saw it with Bottas last week. I like, think Max is very fortunate, though. If you start 20th and you're in a Red Bull or Mercedes car, you're going to climb through everyone. I think, I think Max is very fortunate because the early people made bad pits, right? Like you, your Strolls, your Russells, they made bad pits. And the rain, I mean, he would have finished seventh or eighth. Leclerc, Leclerc was uh, like a half a second, like half a second behind. Do him. you think um, Lewis can go the rest of the season without the? No, the hell no. He has to. You can tell his car doesn't have the same pace as like even the McLarens and stuff. So he needs a fresh engine. He does. I mean, but so do we see it in Turkey? Turkey's a Red Bull favored track, probably. I mean, as long as Lewis is is finishing second or third, I mean, it's all about mitigation of. The, the the point difference, right? And the way I look at it, too, is like, you never know what happens, man. I, I'm surprised that uh, Christian Horner didn't get on the phone and call uh, call uh, Pierre Gasly to hit Lewis when he passed him. Yeah. Or ask yeah. Checo to uh, intentionally sabotage him. Because, you know, that that's how... Uh, I feel like that's how C- Christian Horner works, bro. He'll do anything Red Bull's, to win. Red Bull's super sketch when it comes to all of that. So, Bottas was bad today. I mean, thank... Like, just... I'm so happy that he finished fifth but he was just you could tell today i don't know i just got this vibe that he was like you know what i don't really care i kind of got that vibe too so let me i'm gonna ask you this quickly so if lewis finished first it would have been 25 max would have got seventh which i think is six points and prez was on pace for i want to say fourth at the time so he would have got uh 12 points which would have been 19 to 25 which is a six point gap would you have been more happy with that, where Lewis has a bigger gap in the drivers' championship with a small net gain on the constructors, or are you more happy with today's result, which is a today's b- result because the constructors we were able to push it, and that one five is is solid. So you truly do weigh Lewis winning the drivers' champ. I mean, uh, the constructors' championship over Lewis's eighth, unprecedented. Yeah, just. Personally, as a fan, I want Lewis to win, like selfishly. But I think from a overall, you know, legacy play, you want Mercedes to win. Okay, cool. But yeah, Bottas looked like trash. I'm putting on wax. Like, it was bad. How did you, he didn't even put up a fight against Max? And it will. It's like there's it no was excuse. So for, bad. He didn't even defend it. There's no excuse for tire degradation. You know, before it's like, oh, I have no tires left. Blah blah blah. It's like, no, it was bad. It was bad. So how do you feel about Bottas now? Like, I, I know George has put on a very strong showing in the second half. And, like, we've kind of been back and forth about it. Like, do you actually, like, if you were locked into Bottas, would you be worried going into next season? Yeah, I think I would be. I would be super. I saw this the whole time. Like, George can actually come in and infuse change in your organization and bring that I feel like Bottas doesn't have that, like, winning instinct. He doesn't. He's not a world championship driver. And neither is George, right? No one has said that George is. But George is an unknown quantity that everybody thinks yeah, like is you just want all you want to see is a little bit more emotion like this burning desire to to be better and i think with what i've seen with Bottas, as talented as he is is he doesn't show that like that hunger he doesn't have a killer instinct you know it's like talented and again difference between the greats and the best like these are all the best drivers Mm-hmm. And then there's a separation between Gray. And you can see it with, obviously, with Lewis. You can see it with Max. Max is incredible uh, when it comes guy. to a talent standpoint and what he's doing, right? And then you look at the the next generation, and 
you can see those qualities in Orlando Norris. Um, George Russell, a little bit less than Lando, but it's there. How about Charles? I don't think Charles is ever going to win, man. You don't think Charles will ever win a world championship? I think, I think Ferrari gambled uh, way too much on that. They've paid him this huge contract. Maybe it's just because Ferrari sucks, but I don't see it with Charles. So who's your, who's your young driver then? Because like f- with Ferrari, like Mercedes has George, Red Bull has Max, McLaren has Lando. Well, like who who are you picking up as your young guy that's going to bring you into the future other than Charles? Because you weren't getting George, you definitely weren't getting Max. You're definitely not getting Lando. Who's your next guy to bring you into the what, next for generation? Ferrari? Yeah. Oh, Ferraris, <laughs> they got the complete rebuild. They got to look at Mick. They got to look at Mick. So only, and I mean, again, who knows if Mick. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Who knows if Mick? It's I mean, like. Isn't Charles your best gateway to the future? Ferrari's like, in trouble, man. We're, they've been in trouble. They're con- we're going into a new era, and who knows what it's going to look like for them. And I think if you look at this season, I mean, McLaren's going to win third. I actually have McLaren being the best team next year, I'm starting to think. McLaren looks good. But next year can be so different. Um the other thing is, Lando's probably going to finish this year third in the Drivers' Championship. No, he's not. He's right behind Bottas. He's not going to finish third. Come on. I, I, I'm telling you right now. If he finished today first, he would be ahead of Bottas. He would be, I, I agree, but Lando's going to continue making rookie mistakes. Like, not rookie. He's not a rookie, but he's continues going to make small mistakes. Lando will finish fourth. I'm going to call it right now. I'm a big Lando fan. And we'll I'm going to put it on wax right now. Other than George Russell... I'm migrating my fandom to the papaya orange. You're migrating. That's my team. So I next year, I didn't pick a team officially. So next year, uh, I guess you. Yeah, you've never been like a Mercedes fan. You just I, I like Lewis and I like George, but it's not like it's not like a team. I'm locking it in. I'm picking right. McLaren orange. That's my squad. You're going McLaren. That's my squad. They're I don't a great know. Team. I, I, I actually like McLaren because I kind of like Zach Brown. I don't know how people feel about him. I like <laughs> Zach Brown too. He's kind of quirky. Yeah, he's kind of quirky. I like Zach Brown. I don't really like Danny, but Dan, like Danny's kind of grown on me, and I, I love Lando. I mean, McLaren just seems like a cool team. So, I, you know, they I'm, are. I'm picking a cool team. Danny's fun, man. I, I enjoy his. And I'm not jumping humor. on the bandwagon. Um, today, I think what it was for me was hearing Toto come on the radio and say, Lewis, you're going to, ri- or you're going to win this race. Sang along those lines. Oh, yeah, he's like, it. Lewis, you can win this race. And yeah. he just cut off communication. And it was just like when... The total like encouragement comes. You don't. Ne- you don't. I don't think that's really encouragement. That. I think that's like Lewis, pick your ass up, and we're gonna win this fucking race. Like what? Like when I know, heard it though, because it's just typically that doesn't happen. No, he he says that, or it comes from Bono or somebody. It, exactly. So for Toto to get on and say it, it was like, yo, he just gave you the stamp of approval. It's like it's like it's such two different dynamics, right? Like you have the boss, like Toto is just like you're gonna win this fucking race. And you have a little mosquito bite. I'm not going to curse on this episode anymore. Mr. Christian Horner, like, ah, oh, Lewis did this and his next fake, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's like, who, who do you want to go to war with? Toto uh, or the mosquito? Exactly. It was incredible, man. I'm so happy Lewis got the 100. It's been five races. And I think it was just getting the monkey off his back. So you, do you think he comes off? Um, like a, a well, do you think a lot of pressure is relieved off his shoulders and he's ready to? I rock think the roll? pressure's off his shoulders. Obviously, there's this different set of pressure for the championship. But Lewis is 
so he is the first one to admit his mistakes this year, right? And it takes a certain level of humility to be able to actually be self-aware. Mm-hmm. So he's self-aware. He knows he's making mistakes. He said right after the race today that last night before he went to bed, like trying to just, you know, really figure out why he's doing this. And I think that as we saw with Schumacher, and we're going to see it now with Lewis and all the other greats, he will nitpick all of these things. He will look at the film. He'll be in the garage. And he knows that number eight is everything. So the closing off this season, it's Lewis's to lose. I think he's going to be locked in, like I said before. I'm going to be shocked if, if Mercedes doesn't win a constructor. But I said it just before we hit record. I think this championship is Max's, bro. It's just like there's so many mistakes from Lewis. I know, but and like and the thing is, that's every single time. No, but every single time Lewis had a chance to capitalize, or 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 make some distance or close the gap, he's made mistakes every single time. Max has had a chance, he's capitalized. Max has been on point this season. As much as I hate Max, so Max has to continue to be perfect. Think about that. Max has made very few mistakes. I mean, Max lost 30 so points now in he has Silverstone. To be, he has to continue to be... Well, that was not really Max's fault. No, but I'm saying, like, he lost 30 yeah. points. And so, like, if you don't have Silverstone, he has a 30-point gap on Lewis Hamilton. Exactly. Crazy, man. When you start to break down the season like that... So, like, I don't think Max has nuts. to be perfect, bro. Like, that, that's my whole point is, like, he's been so good. Obviously, in Baku, that's another seven points when his tire blew out. Yeah. And Lewis didn't take advantage of that. So, like, my whole thing is, like... Max has been so good. He has made very few mistakes other than hitting Lewis. But, I mean, like we said, that was a beneficial mistake for him because Lewis was going to win that race. Yeah. So, Lewis, they both have to be perfect down the stretch. There's two points that separate them. We're going to Turkey. Like, we, we come on after every race and we're like, next race is just going to be that much more important. Like, the heightened level of pressure on this How many races are there left? Eight? Yeah, well, what were we today? Well, we're, we're, we have three months, so I would assume about eight. Yeah. Four weeks of break, I would assume. Yeah. There's going to come probably... It's down to the final third of the season. So, so there's 23 races. So, yeah, there's yeah. probably about seven or eight races. So, it's kind of nuts, man. No, it, it is really nuts. I don't know who's going to win the, the, the driver's championship, but if I had to put my money on it, if I was a betting man, I'm putting it on Max because Lewis has just made it. so many mistakes. He's not going to make any more mistakes. I hope I hope not because and I'm, I'm cheering need- for Lewis. I, I really am. Like, I'm a Lewis fan. I'm a Max hater, but it's just like the writing is on the wall. Homie makes so many mistakes, bro. Like, it, like Mercedes saved them from being down. How many points? If, if he didn't do that, Max would have won 25 points. Lewis would have finished like in eighth or ninth. There would have been, like, a 30-point gap there, yeah, bro. but the, now we're talking what-ifs. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying, like, Lewis is, himself has made a lot of mistakes, and his team saved him from a massive mistake today. That's, That's all I'm going to say. I, That's I, correct. I, I, I'm not saying that. I'm not talking about what-ifs. I'm saying Lewis has not been on point this season. Definitely. And the only way that he's going to win is if he limits those mistakes. And I, I really believe that getting to this 100 was one it's what he needed. Going into Turkey, he's going to be ready. He's not chasing that century mark anymore. It's all about now 
mitigating the point differential. He's got to get a great qualifying. He needs pole positions. This is where Lewis is going to close the season. It's going to all happen in his qualifying. I'm hoping. I'm hoping he runs because he we runs all know up. that Lewis is best when he's not chasing. I'm hoping he runs it up. I'm hoping he just absolutely takes control of the championship. But let's stop talking about Sochi. Let's do. Uh, let's close off with some fun stuff. Um, so me and you both listen to Nikita Mazepin's podcast. We're a little bit of fans of him. Do you want to talk about this or on our next one, our next podcast? No, we can definitely. I mean. Haas is so bad. We saw it today with... But with I'm a Nick. fan of Nikita, though. I, I like Nikita after the podcast. Like, pretty cool guy. You know what? I had... We get so caught up in, you know, just looking at the results that we forget that there are so many personalities that we don't even know. Like, I, I, I've i probably heard Nikita say, like, three words prior to listening to that podcast. Yeah, he gets zero airtime. They air get time. no airtime, right? Which, yeah. they should not get airtime. They suck. But when you listen to the podcast that was on Beyond the Grid... And you hear about his life. It's kind of, I don't know. I just, I felt like I want to root for that guy. He moved as what, a 10 year old or 12 year old to Italy, Italy by himself with his coach. And, you know, and is you look at everything from just schooling standpoint, like he w- excelled in school. He's doing his Russian military service in his spare time. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that you take for granted. And um, I always was like, oh, he's just the byproduct of a rich uh, father and he's spoiled. And then after listening to that podcast, I don't think that's the case. Yeah. So let's talk about that, right? Like, I don't think anybody in Formula One doesn't deserve a seat. I think anyone in Formula One does deserve a seat, but there may be someone more deserving. But his father gave him that little nudge. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's right. There's no reason that you, we can't come on here and say his daddy's money is the only reason he's there because if he wasn't competitive, it'd just be a joke, right? Yeah. But I will say his daddy's money probably gave him a little bit of a nudge forward. Like, let's say they're both like one's an 8.5 and one's an 8.2. His dad gave him the extra 0.5 points, which got him over, right? Like, money right. is a is a play in this game. So, I mean, I really like Nikita. I mean, I didn't even know he was doing Russian military service. I, I didn't even know that was a thing until I heard the podcast. It's I forgot crazy. about that. And also, like, what when you're on a team like Haas that has budget, you know, restraints, you know, driving in Kevin Magnuson's old chassis, like there was a lot of just, you did not realize what was going on. Yeah. You know, like, why do they still have his burnt chassis? Like, yo, Haas, I hope Haas gets kicked out of F1, bro. I hope they do something like we need them out of F1. Like, how are you going to put a man in the old burnt up chassis? And then like, like, that's just so stupid. They're bad. How can you expect the driver to drive at 300 kilometers an hour and something he doesn't trust. <laughs> like, 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 I feel like stupid. that's a dangerous move. That's the dumbest thing ever. safety concern. Um, yeah, they're, they're really bad. But going back to Nikita here, the other thing that I found super interesting, and this is, he, listening to him, you can tell, and we talked about this with Bottas, he has that competitive edge where I think Bottas doesn't, right? I think so. Nikita talks about it, how... He doesn't, F1 has taken the fun out of it, but that's because he's such a competitor. But, like, don't you think that's a bad thing? Because, I mean, I think that Lewis still loves driving, and, like, I, I think he's it's such a lot, competitor, but he still loves it. Like, It's a lot easier to love sign when you're fighting for a championship or you're first. That's very true. When you're showing up every week, and he said a good weekend is 19 and a bad weekend is 20. <laughs> that's embarrassing. And everyone, like, kind of just... Knows your trash. I think it was before Hungry, but Mix says he does it because he loves the sport. And he's still, like, so it's like, I think 
I think it's two different things. Some people like love that competitor where you hate losing and and it takes the fun out of it. And there's some people that love the joy in it. I think for you to enjoy the process and to be great, you have to enjoy it because eventually you're just going to hate it. Yeah, that well, that's the flip side of it is if that doesn't change, he will get to a point where he's in a dark place. He hates the sport. Yeah, he's going to have mental mental health uh, problems, I think. Like, you can't hate what you do. Like, he said the last time you can hate to um, lose. He the last time he really had fun was when he got to test drive the Mercedes car. Yeah. So like, how long ago was that? Two years. So it's like you hate your job for two years. It's like if you hate to lose, that's a different story. But when you start to hate to drive or the sport of racing, I think that's a whole different story. And I like Nikita. I'm just hoping that he gets yeah, to grow in the sport. I'm, I'm hoping he finds his passion and love for it because you do need that in order to to just move forward. And then, um, you know, ultimately, you want to just see him be put in a better opportunity because the car sucks, the team sucks. And that's the same for him and um, and Mick. But, you know, the, the last thing with Nikita also is I've also got the sense of maturity from him during that podcast. Yeah, I mean, he was all about... Even the, he's miserable. about the, um, the incident that happened, um, you know, last year. He's definitely mature. I mean, he was talking about how miserable he is come, losing, but he's still just trying to lift everybody up on his team. So, like, that's really mature for a 22, 21-year-old. Like... Not everybody, like, there's grown-ass people that can't, that can't say they do the same, right? Like, that's another reason I really kind of grew to, like, Nikita as you listen to it. He's he's really about trying to get better, and he's very mature about it. That's the hardest part for me with this Haas team. Last year, or the years prior, like, I didn't really have, like, Magnuson and Grosjean, like, it's not like, I, they weren't likable to me. I didn't, when I look at this team now, oh, I hated Mick Schumacher... And Nikita, it's like, you like these drivers. You love Schumacher because of just all of the history there. You like Gunther. But the team is terrible. But you like Gunther. No, no Gunther's <laughs> terrible, man. I love him. Gunther, His personality? He's a personality, but that's the thing. I feel like he is actually doesn't know what he's doing. How does he still have a job then for so long? Well, that team, man, that team. They're I, getting, listen, they're getting airtime right now. Yeah, listen, I, I, I mean, I like Nikita and I like Mick, so we'll give him airtime. So I got one last agenda to push, and I'll let you push a couple agendas. We're going to go back to Lance versus Russell. Where are we at in that? Agendas will be pushed here. George <sighs> Russell will get airtime here. Agendas yo, will be pushed. Yo, it, it's, I said that Stroll was going to have a, second, a, a strong second half. It's been bad. He was in, you know, early on today, was in fourth, and then just... It's just tough, man. You know what? Every single race since we've had this conversation, George is proving why he's better. Yeah. I, I can't even defend it. I, I, no, listen, I'm just wondering. Like, and you know what? The Williams car is not that as good as the Aston Martin car, but Williams has found a way to make that car better. I think they've... Williams has taken a lot of risk, like putting George's on the slick, the first team yeah, to do it. Like I just, I think Williams is just risking for the biscuit, bro. That's just what I'm, it is. I'm, like... George never scored a damn point in a Williams car. And now all of a sudden, it's like... He scored like four races in a row? Exactly. I think once he signed a dotted Something line... Something happened. He signed a dotted line, bro. Yo. He signed a dotted line. But I feel like Williams also... Actually, but then you'd have to say the same about Latifi. It's but like, Latifi scored... Latifi got through the Q, Q2, right? And then Williams did something. Issue. Maybe Williams took something out of the racing point... 
you know, manual from last year. Like, I don't know. How did this car all of a sudden become competitive? I think um, it's better than it. Like, think about it. Alpine, Alfa Romeo, Aston Martin, like Williams is like there or better. If I'm being completely like technical, it is exactly a little bit over a year when Claire Williams left. So like it's been a full year with their new management and their their new leadership. So, I mean, we're both high on Williams in the future. Like we don't think there'll be a championship car right away, but we think they'll start fighting for the five, six spots, right? So I think they're just on an upward trajectory. I don't know about Nicholas Atifi, and I told you I'm not high on Albon, but, you know, they've found some 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 good pace in this car. Yeah. And and, and I, George has been able to push the limit of the car, man. We have to give his, George give him his flowers. George is pushing it. Give him his flowers. And to Stroll and Vettel, like, the Aston Martin, Aston Martin's had a bad year. Vettel's washed. They've had a, they've had a bad year. But when we look at Lance's dad... Lawrence Stroll, that guy, just everything about him exudes power. And I feel like with the moves that they're making, the money he's spending, Aston Martin will be good. I don't think if Sebastian Vettel staying is a good I don't think Vettel's going to stay long term. But, but I, I, over I, the next, I th- we're going into an unknown era. Aston Martin will be, they'll be top five. So you think Williams and Aston Martin are fighting for five, six next year? I think Aston, actually, no, I'm not going to predict. I just know that Aston Martin will be top five throughout the next five years. So you have, obviously, okay, cool. That makes sense. We'll see. Any agendas you want to push? Um, Any agendas? So, you know, we don't have a race next weekend, which will be weird. But it allows Lewis to win 100 and kind of decompress a little bit. So what do you think? Is he getting on the private jet and going to a party in Monaco? Is he... I mean, he lives there, right? Yeah, so, or is he staying in Russia for the night, popping off? W- what's Lewis doing? Or is he going to New York? I mean, who knows? He can I get on a jet and go anywhere. He ain't going to Vegas, bro. Why not? He has, he has a week off. Why the hell Lewis going to Vegas? Lewis has got no business in Vegas. Hey, actually, no. I don't think Lewis is into that, bro. If it was the summertime, I would see that, but his NBA homies are are back in the training camp. Yeah, like... He's probably he's probably partying in Europe. Actually, he's partying in Europe. I think he's gonna have some super elite red carpet event that you know he's gonna go uh, probably in Monaco. I think so too. I think he gets straight on the jet. He doesn't stay in Russia, and he's gone. I mean, Russia's been good to Mercedes though, so maybe he has a little party, a pre party in Russia. But they're in the most remote spot, uh, remote spot. Like Sochi is not close to anything. Yeah, but you don't think he's throwing a massive party for everybody that's on his pit crew? Like you got to think about that. I'm hoping that we can see through his Instagram what happens. But if you're him, you've got that 100. I'm partying with no race. You're chilling. It's crew love for me, bro. How how many days do you think he takes? And then he's like, hey, I got to get back to it. Oh, he's gonna party for today, and that's it. That's it, eh? I, I think Lu- I think Lewis understands the magnitude number eight and all the uncertainty of next year. So I'm pretty sure he's just gonna be like party with the crew, crew love. So, you know? what are we titling this episode? Do we just title it 100? No, <laughs> it's not good for SEO. Let, let's let's put that on wax. It's Yo, not good for SEO. Lewis Hamilton, like the hundredth, aka Mr. Century. I don't know, but this is all about. That yeah, I know. I, I listen. It, there's gonna be a lot of haters. We're gonna see a lot of Red Bull haters. Oh, the Red Bull haters are. How gonna, much do you think come out when he talked about his neck and his? Oh, I was dying because as soon as he said that, 
you could just hear all the Red Bull haters just cringing. Yeah, I, I know. I would love for Mercedes to do a little set a simulator and then, you know, sign a waiver. Like, why don't we mimic Lewis's I know. accident and see how you guys feel That's after two why weeks? I just love how it, the drama because they're the Red Bull, the entire Red Bull fandom and team and everything, the fans are like, they're the mirrors of Christian Horner. They're literally Christian Horner multiplied. Yeah, like Christian Horner. I mean, he's got a strong following, bro. It's a cult. Red Bull's a cult. Did you know that Red Bull does like those crazy drives with F1 cars? I just found that out like three weeks ago. Yeah, bro. I mean, that's why they have a big following. They do some cool shit. I mean, shit. Red Bull's a great, cool brand. It's it's, And again, Max is really good. It's just a shame that I don't like him. Oh, I, I, I hate Christian Horner and, and Max Verstappen. If that changes, then I may be a Red Bull fan. But, you know, I, I just I, I just can't like Red Bull, man. They're, they're just too much of a Because I, I, I start to analyze everything Max does. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, there's not, there's absolutely nothing he does that is likable. Do you think he's like LeBron James where he fabricates everything and everything has to be scripted? He's so young, but he sounds like he's talking off a script all the time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Do you think he, he has to be scripted? It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. He's going to be around for a while. And he's just going to be... I just... Hopefully, hopefully, after Lewis goes, there's someone who can challenge him. It's probably only George Russell or Lando Norris, bro. So we'll see. But, yeah, Sochi, you entertained us, man. Yeah, you know, I had a lot of fun watching this race. It was 9 a.m. our time. It was a little earlier than little expected. Early. And, uh, you know, when Lewis won, I ran around doing the Kobe fist bump. <laughs> I did the same I thing. did the Kobe fist bump, you know. I was uh, doing the Ric Flair like, woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's the number 100. I wish it was our 100th episode, but so, so legit, it could just be 100. But it's number 100 yeah. for Lewis. Yeah, big time. Congrats to, to Lewis. Hey, um, be- before we sign off, does Toto give him a nice bonus for 100? Do we see him in a new Mercedes? I think Mercedes is going to give him something super nice. He doesn't need it. He's got so many cars. I don't know what it is, but he's going to have some nice stuff. Yeah, and we're I'm just waiting for all the cool, like, tribute videos that will be probably online any minute now. Yeah, I I can't wait to see them. We're probably going to hit you guys back up this week with episode just talking about lewis especially with no with no race weekend yeah we'll we'll do a lewis we'll do a full lewis episode so i mean you know i was i'm wondering and i'm asking you this but how much red bull fans have we lost on this podcast and how much are we going to continue to lose when we make the full lewis episode this week oh the red bull fans do not listen to this podcast we we have zero red bull fans on here zero and if they listen they're just listening to add fuel to the fire yeah I mean, if Max wins, they'll be out in full full flesh. But I, I think we've lost at least twenty percent of our audience because, like, Red Bull fans go hard for F one, right? So, but it's all good. We have agendas to push, and on that note, we're gonna be out of here. So we'll talk to you guys soon. Make sure you guys go follow us on any podcast network, and make sure you guys go subscribe to our YouTube channel, Title League. I right. catch y'all later. Peace. <laughs>